0: Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Bertha Charuma on SAFM.
1: And it's a pleasant, pleasant evening. Good evening and welcome to Night Talk. It's Bertha Charuma in for Oliver. Six minutes after ten and taking a look at what's coming up in the show. Well, NASFAS has been in the spotlight for quite a while now. Uh, Funding accommodation challenges have been the big issue. And how are students being supported and uh, in terms of getting their grants? Are they getting their grants? What exactly has been happening? And if any improvements have taken place and our main focus this evening is just to zone into if there has been or have been any solutions um, in that regard and we'll be chatting to our guest Karabo Kakao, DA, Shadow Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation. And also coming up in the show on um, around about half past ten uh, talking about music. Oh yes the 2023 ISCM World New Music Days. That's the festival taking place. This is one of its kind groundbreaking. So make sure you stay with us and also make sure you uh, keep the numbers on on the tap. That's 2032 or our WhatsApp line, which you can send a voice note. 0614104107, which is always readily available for uh, you know. Let's have you know conversations and communications. Let's just take a small detour, and we'll be back.
0: SAFM values your views. Be an active citizen. Night dog walking you to the ballot box
1: NASFAs funding accommodation challenges so a study done back that was 2010 by the higher education science and technology revealed that the department was catering for 20% of the students with accommodation so as we speak Student accommodation is still a major problem in the country. Back in 2019, students at the Cape Peninsula University of Technology, uh, CPUT, built shacks on the Belleville campus to highlight problems with accommodation. So the Democratic Alliance has taken up the issue and says it has written to the Minister of Higher Education, Dr. Blade Nzimande, demanding that he actions swift accreditation of student accommodation across all institutions of higher education. The big question then becomes what has transpired? How do we find ourselves in this predicament? I've got uh, Karabo Khakau, DA Shadow Deputy Minister of Higher Education, uh, joining us online. That's Higher Education Science and Innovation. Uh, Karabo, good evening and welcome to the show.
2: Good evening, Betha. Good evening to everybody that's tuning in. And thank you for having me.
1: Thank you so much for making time this evening. Now, this is not the first time this conversation is being tabled. I mean, we've heard these NASFAs issues right from the beginning of the year. And I'd like to believe Um, even, you know, the better part of last year. What exactly now is happening? How, how are we here? Are there any solutions to the problems that we've been facing in the past year?
2: One, Betha, what's happening is that NISVAS is paying for NISVAS-funded checks at the Litabatevich College in zanin Limbobo. So it means that there are students studying at that particular institution who are NISVAS beneficiaries who are renting student accommodation that NISVAS is paying for that are informal settlements. So we conducted oversight as the DA earlier on in the year, and this was revealed. We engaged the minister on this, and he pretty much said that there is no problem, um, that there is no crisis, and we shouldn't be spewing propaganda. But, you know, this is honestly what is going on. But that is not the only institution that is experiencing problems as far as student accommodation is concerned. We know that currently over 65% of NISPAS funded accommodation across the entire country is unaccredited. So NISPAS itself has admitted to the public and our portfolio, committee, uh, our portfolio committee saying that they are paying for student accommodation that they himself, themselves have not verified to be accreditable, right? They do not know where they are. They do not know whether they're safe. They don't know whether the living conditions, they are humane. And this is problematic. And how we got here, better we got here because... Nisbas itself has been failing to manage its own house. They did not have processes in place, still don't really have processes in place to make sure that the quality of student living is of a standard that is acceptable and that is humane. And that brings dignity to the lives of students that they actually are funding to get their education. They have been having a manual system of tracking this. Somebody somewhere loses a file and a paper and that doc is not there and then it's a mess altogether. They don't have any way of digitally tracking where what is. They're only now trying to find a digital way, a digital solution to it, and they are dragging their Feet. And we're not very really hopeful as far as NISPAS's ability to do that or the capacity to do it themselves because we've the whole year, actually, not even just the whole year, since NISVAS, it's, it's, since its inception, we've been having problems and challenges with their systems altogether, right? So... Your last question was, are there solutions? Yes, mm. there are solutions. As the as the Democratic Alliance, we have way before, like in way in Prof. Belinda Bazzoli, the late Bazoli, may have so rest in peace, his time, advocated and gave proper documents and policies on what it is that you need to do. But in this case, honestly, it's not even a policy position. You don't need to have a particular ideology to be able to walk into a student accommodation area holding a piece of paper with a checklist on your left and on your right, if you're right-handed, a pen. To tick box to say, is this accommodation safe? Yes or no? Is there a roof? Yes or no? Is there a wall? Yes or no? These are basics ABCs, one plus one equals two. That people could be doing, but they're not doing it because. Not because they can't, because it's impossible for you to not be able to hold a piece of paper and check whether student accommodation is good. But it's because people don't care. They do not care. And, and it's an act of cruelty. They are irresponsible. They are careless. And that's how we got here, Betha. Mm.
1: And it, it just makes me wonder how the system used to operate previously and was it functioning way before? Uh, this particular new process was implemented. I don't know, maybe you'll be Mm. able to give some insight. Do you have an idea? Look,
2: You you mentioned in your opening um, that CPUT back in 2019 um, was already erecting uh, shacks on campus fighting student accommodation. And the year before that, during my time as a student at UCT, even during my presidency as the SRC president during that time, we still had accommodation problems, right? We still had problems with even the accreditation of student accommodation then. This is six years ago. So it's not like now all of a sudden there is a new challenge. This challenge has been longstanding. The department and the ministry has been aware of it. They haven't done anything about it and they haven't done anything about it because nobody wants to do anything about it because nobody cares, right? Because, uh, I mean, we're doing enough. We're funding that's that's it where you live whether it's safe whether somebody can open and rape you in the middle of the night is not a care that minister Zimande and his ministry has right and that's the shame that we are trying to highlight here as the democratic alliance but the problem is let me look at this so previously NSFAS had given institutions of higher learning the responsibility of accrediting student accommodation themselves. And then they realized that, oh, OK, these, this process is not tight enough. It's open for exploitation. You have cadres that are being given back channeled um, um, preferences or people who are connected to who, the who's who's of institutions, preferences for student accommodation that isn't necessarily of a good standard to, to dwell. Um, and and yeah, so there were a whole lot of messes there and they couldn't really track their money. They couldn't track their accommodation where they are. And then they decided, okay, in the same way that they did with the direct disbursements of funds to students, let us accredit ourselves. And they've been, 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 been at it. But currently you have NISFAs admitting that they have seventy seven thousand two hundred and nine beds that they pay for, but they've only accredited 20, 20, 20, 26,530. So they're very slow and snail paced. And as the committee, we've been asking about this the whole year, I previous before serving in in the National Assembly, I was in the legislature of the free State. I got to the National assembly in. November. This was a conversation that has been happening last year, November. We are in November this year, and still we find ourselves at a staggering 65% backlog. So it begs the question what have you been doing all along? And so the hunch here is that one, they know that we have we have cases such as Madala Barra, as I've indicated, of students staying in shacks in Zanin, and they don't want to take responsibility of that because it begs the question then of how many more Madalabaras do we have? Of that 65%, how many more Madalabaras do we have? And that is something that would be very um, a, a scandalous for the institute, for 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 the department to want to to make to to, to make an admission of. But it's something that speaks directly to the dignity of students and that's why we can't be silent about it as the Democratic Alliance and this is why we are, we're, we're shedding light, right? To say you realised that there was a problem when institutions were dispersing funds themselves and when students had the power to pay directly, you wanted to fix it. But you can't by fixing it be snow paced about it and actually even be worse than what institutions and students were. Mm. um
1: the lines are open this is quite an interesting conversation and I'm just going mm-hmm. to put it out there um if maybe you're driving wherever you are maybe you'd like to give us your opinion or maybe you want to share some insight maybe you've been a student before or you are as currently a student and these are some of the challenges that you're experiencing firsthand give us a call on 086 triple zero two zero three two. That's 86 And also you can just use our WhatsApp line where you can leave a voice note 0614104107, 104 107 and make sure that um, whatever you send through is a minute and uh, your recording is clear and, you know, there are no disturbances so that it's audible and we can really engage because in us having this engagement, we're trying to figure out uh, the way forward. But I want to come back to you, um, Karabo, why write mm-hmm. to the minister now?
2: So here's what happened, Betha. I, in, we conducted in in June. We had a portfolio committee meeting. In that meeting, the we had the management of the the that particular institution, the Letaba Tivet College, as well as Northlink. We met at the Panorama, and so one of the labor representatives highlighted this problem to the committee. I then demanded in that meeting to say, but because the principal was dilly-dallying around it, I'm like, I want a written response for you to give clarity as to whether these claims are true or not. And if they are, what it is that you're going to do to fix it, particularly because, you know, there've been a lot of money and grants given to institutions, particularly TVET sectors, to fix their infrastructure problems. Weeks later, I get a response. That response from the... From from Letaba then says this is a rumour it's untested we we can't we can't but we will ask Nisfas to accredit properly fast forward I conduct my oversight and then in meet in the meeting of a portfolio committee I ask the minister about this and then the minister says no but there is no crisis we we can't do this and so. And then we submitted questions in the House. These questions were unresponded to for oral replies for two, um, five, five, five sitting cycles within Parliament of oral responses. They were not there. So this is then I was like, okay, I realized at this moment then that, committee is not working, this man is not willing to have one-on-one conversations so the only way to really get him to get some pressure to to to, to do his job properly and crack the whip on Nisvas and the department to get their work done is to put political pressure. So then I decided to write to him to say, but Minister, this is a problem and this is something you need to pay close attention to. And if you maybe do not want to listen to Karabo then listen to Media Houses and go have direct conversations with students themselves who really are In desperate need to get safe accommodation,
1: Mm. it's it's very disturbing that you know this is the conundrum that we are in. uh, Considering the fact that you know when a student is expected to perform, we all go to school to go and perform and give the best that we can so that we can be successful. And if we can't just get the basics of accommodation right, it really then just becomes a very very worrying factor. Could it be Mm. maybe? The introduction of the independent procurement system that has been implemented where then, you know, they identify different individuals. It's Bertha and has simple company. And then, you know, I'm I'm cherry picked to maybe provide a certain accommodation uh, for, for a certain university rather than, you know, having a system where everything is centralized. Do you think that could be the
2: issue? You, you see it was the issue issue pre- previously but it it still has its head yeah rising in the current system that they tried to use where they're trying to have a centralized system that's why they moved the power out of away from institutions for them to do it in-house but they're still failing to do so and the reason why they, they they're failing and I mentioned this uh, Bertha earlier on to say that this it, it this is not a system problem
0: mm-hmm. it's
2: it's a proper it's a effort it's a common decency and case it's as simple as that there's nothing difficult about when you get an application betha that says i betha want to give garabo accommodation studying at litavative college for you to say before i give betha that before Nisfas gives Betha the, the, the opportunity to provide accommodation, somebody there at Limpopo needs to go verify whether this place that I'm going to give Beth an opportunity to provide a shelter mm-hmm. for students is dwellable. It's as simple as that. It is. There's nothing difficult about it. And this is why it's so it's so it's so frustrating, because the part of why we find ourselves in the messes that we find ourselves as a country outside of just NISFAS is is simply because of these, because people do not care about what it means for them to deliver services. People don't have the capacity to do their jobs properly, and people don't have the the just the simple mere ability to care for others. Because this is a clear case of carelessness, of inhumanity and cruelty. Yeah,
1: I think let's open up the lines. I've got anonymous in the Eastern Cape, 22 minutes after 10. And I'm speaking to our guest. That's Karabo Khakau, DA, Shadow Deputy, Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation. Uh, We're having a conversation around uh, NASFAs, a funding accommodation challenge that just has been... um, It's not even looming. It's been so evidently, blaringly there for the better part of the year. And one begins to question, what exactly is going on? Do you think maybe, and I don't want to plant a seed, by the way, do you think maybe uh, it's just mismanagement of funds? What exactly is going on? Why do we have such a bottleneck? But let's go to to the Eastern, Eastern Cape. Good evening. Welcome to Night Talk.
0: Uh, good evening Ausbeta. and good evening to Madam haha and the ffm uh, listeners yeah mm, go ahead yeah uh Ausbeta, i have a, i have a i have a sibling and a nephew of mine they are studying at the performance city college uh, in island it's one of the public institutions they've started their n5 uh, management assistance this semester they haven't been funded imagine they are residing off camp they have to utilize their own funds and then even it, it takes not only them even the majority of 90 percent of the students in that college are, are not being funded and then i'll the last issue that i'm having we're having a second an issue main issue in the eastern cape whereby the traditional students doesn't want to enroll i'm i'm, I'm sharing my in, 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 in my my experience that i went through in 2018 when i wanted to do my first year I had to relocate to KZN for, for schooling. Now living with disability, being visual impairment, I was, not, I was denied access by the same institution, by, by, by Forestry College, who said that they don't have the uh, resources to cater for people with special needs. I then even applied to another college and uh, brought us on campus for, for another program for next year. They denied me really the access, saying that they don't have the resources to cater for disabled person. so uh I don't know if your guest can work and we can, can 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 respond on on us, and also if she if she doesn't mind maybe to have the interview if she can provide us with with, with her email address or her telephone number so, well, you can,
1: uh, thank you so much that's an anonymous
0: that's that's a
1: a, have a pleasant evening anonymous in the eastern Cape um what is your reaction what's what's your response?
2: That is me. Okay, yeah, Betha. look, this is absolutely, it's heart-shattering because this, this is even in the ANC's policy document itself to say that institutions are supposed to be special needs friendly, their facilities are supposed to be those that are inclusive of everybody, because it is completely unfair for anybody to be, to be denied access through the doors of education simply because they have special needs it is unconstitutional constitutional it is undemocratic and it is again again knows better inhumane. it is completely nonsensical it can't happen particularly because there is funding available within the department of higher education that is infrastructure specific that is geared towards making sure that institutions are inclusive and accessible for everybody um but i i i i, I yeah i it, 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 it's a heartbreaking case and it's very sore to have these kind of conversations all because these are basics. There's no need for a person to have to perform neither their poverty or their desperation for them to get help. And that is all young people are asking for. That is all students are asking for. That is all we are asking for as South Africans all together to say, just just, just do what you have to do. We don't have to fight for you to do what you want to do. As far as my email address and my telephone number are concerned, I am happy to be called on 060-753-6522. That is 060- 753 6522. My email address is k-a-r-a-b-o at d a org. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the da.org.za. So that is my email address. I keep forgetting my email address almost all the time because I forget whether it's an A C or yeah. But my official email address it is Garabo K at da.org.za. I'm going to say it one last time. K-A-R-A-B-O-K at D, the letter D, letter A, dot O-R-G dot Z-A. They can send me an email and contact me or send me a WhatsApp on the number I've provided, and I will try my best to try to get somebody within the Department of Higher Education to respond to the the caller's needs.
1: That would be very helpful. And in wrapping up, I'm trying to consolidate our conversation and mm-hmm. everything else. The poor you know, the the main factors that are playing out here. Where I was, all, mm-hmm. I also found out that the budget was cut from that particular from this ministry. There's a budget mm-hmm. cut, right? And yet we mm-hmm. have a serious crisis where mm-hmm. basically students are struggling to find decent accommodation. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's very
2: difficult to marry yeah. the two. And it's like what exactly is happening here? It's nonsensical. Not nobody can make sense of it because it does not make sense. But, uh, I love because these things are so it's, it's almost as if we, we are living in a world where realities are not the same for everybody. And I can almost certainly say it's true, right? Because these budget cuts have to go into bailing out SOEs such as ESCOM that have been failing and they're failing not because necessarily there's a zero capacity there, but necessarily because caters were plundering money and nobody cared to have checks and balances in place, as is the problem in NISPAS to ensure that we don't have problems that we have right now. So we have to bail out SOEs. We need to do that two we need to recover um and 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 hide costs that have been again chowed by cadres. but also we need to pay for the luxurious lifestyles and fancy lifestyles of ministers right who get to have a plethora of options of where they get to live and the quality of cars they get to drive as well as all their drivers these are all things that shouldn't B, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be dealing with. All while, as you correctly indicated, students are battling to get proper accommodation, while NISVAS does not have the in-house capacity to verify at the very least who they are funding. But most importantly, in consolidation, Betha, we want to know as the Democratic Alliance, who are the landlords of these shacks? Why are they renting out shacks for students to live in? And why is NISFAS paying for students to stay in shacks? Minister Nzimande must crack the whip there. He, as the political principal, has the responsibility to account to South Africans who pay his salary, who voted for him, to why are these things happening under his watch? We demand that.
1: Absolutely. Karabo Khakau, DA, Shadow Deputy Minister of Higher Education, Science and Innovation, chatting to us this evening. Thank you so much for making time. I think these conversations will lead to something. And um, hopefully, you know, um, my other counterparts in terms of, uh, like I'm I'm talking about Kathy or Stephen Krutus or maybe even Aldrin can even take this conversation further because there are so many gaps that are just not making sense. This is basic common Um, sense and something is just Mm -hmm. not adding up. I know, look, um, Dr. Nzimande is a friend of the station, but at the same time, I think we do need answers and hopefully some answers will come through. But thank you so much for joining us this evening.
2: Thank you very much and good night to everyone. And good night.
1: Talking about NASFAs funding accommodation challenges and that's been our conversation this evening. Well, the budgets have, uh, you know, there's been a budget cut in this particular department and yet students are still struggling.